0: Good morning. How is everybody this morning? I wanted to, what James say? <laughs> hey James, how's it going? <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say a, another thank you to anybody and everybody who uh, worked on the Christmas parade floats uh, for last night. It really is a special event for our community and I think, you know, it brings out a lot of joy in people. So I, I really do appreciate anybody and everybody who helped on any of the floats. Um, so uh, thank you also for the beautiful Advent reading. And I think it's such an inspirational time for us this time of year to be reminded of the hope that Jesus gives us uh, through, through his birth. And so I want to channel that hope into, to, into today's message. Um, this message this morning Is titled The New You, and we will be reading uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses uh, 20 through 24. If you'd please stand for the reading of God's Word. All right, so it says in uh, verse 20, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and the very many blessings that you've given us. Thank you for sending your son to be born among us as we celebrate him at this time of year. I pray that you help us shed our old selves and put on the new selves that you have for us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So, I know I may be jumping the gun a little bit on this, um, but I think it's really important... um, For my sermon this morning and so uh i'm gonna ask a few questions and i'm gonna need a little cooperation from the congregation so if uh please raise your hand if anything from these next questions uh relates to you so who here has heard of a new year's resolution everybody nearly everybody okay so just in case somebody has not heard of what a new year's resolution maybe somebody watching online Um, A New Year's resolution is a declaration for somebody to do something new or to change their old ways during the year. This may be changing your eating habits, exercise, controlling anger, or drinking. These may be emotional-based, addiction-based, spiritual-based, or physical-based. So now that we know a little bit more about what these resolutions are, I want you to raise your hand for these next set of questions and keep your hand raised until we get to the end. So, um, who here has tried a New Year's resolution in the past? Who here had a New Year's resolution this year? A few put their hands down. Who here completed their New Year's resolution this year? <laughs> I did not, so congratulations to those who did, but uh, it seems like the vast majority of you are with me in not completing this New Year's resolution, and, and that's okay, that's okay, don't feel bad. Um, so you see, the New Year's resolutions usually don't get conquered in a short period of time. Usually, these take extended periods of time and sometimes the entire year. In the scripture that we read, the Apostle Paul contradicts this. He does something that is kind of frustrating to a lot of us. In a matter of 10 words, he says, put off your old self and put on the new self. He implies that that we are to easily shed off our old self and easily put on a new self. And I don't know about you, but this seems very difficult to me, similar to some of these new year resolutions. Paul makes it sound like this is a light switch command. And don't get me wrong, I wholeheartedly believe that we should follow these instructions, but for some of us, this takes a longer process than others. So for those of you that are in the same boat as me in this long process, I would like to share some more scripture to give you some hope in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 it says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future in this scripture we can be enlightened by the fact that God has already mapped out his plan for us so if right now you're struggling it's okay God is trying to teach you something and prepare you for the future that he has in store for you. And the struggle is not to harm you, as it directly tells us this in the verse. God does not intend to harm us. But sometimes we have to go through these little valleys until we are ready for the blessings that God has for our lives. And sometimes, and I'm sure many of us can agree with me on this, but sometimes this isn't a little valley. Sometimes it's a deep trench, and sometimes it's not over quickly. Sometimes we are the ones keeping ourselves in these trenches by the choices we are making in our actions. I do believe there are times that we may delay our blessings that God has for us. And as I prayed over this and I thought to myself, I said, surely there is some scripture to help guide us in this. I found some wisdom from Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 20. In chapter 20, Moses is giving guidance to God's people on what to do before and during a war. And it says in verse 19, he advises his people on what to do when you lay siege upon a city. Now, to lay siege upon a city means that you have to block off all of the entrances and exits. You're basically surrounding the enemy and forcing them to bunker down into their forts and into their cities or castles. You're basically trying to cut off the supply chain to that city. So once you block all the entrances and the exits, you wait out until the enemy runs out of food and supplies for them to either come out and fight you or for them to simply surrender. So in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 19, Moses tells us, when you lay siege to a city for a long time, fighting against it to capture it, do not destroy its trees by putting an axe to them because you can eat the fruit from these trees. It says it says do not cut them down are these trees people that you should besiege them. You see a lot of us like this new year's resolution We're fighting these inner demons that we've been at siege with for a long time. Some of us have been fighting this siege for our entire life. So long it seems like the enemy is not going to give up. But some of us are hurting ourselves by cutting down the fruit trees that God has provided for us. Moses tells us not to cut down these trees when we are at siege because God is the one who has put these trees in place for us. For us. You see, it tells us from the very beginning in Genesis chapter one, on the third day of this world's creation, God said, let the land produce vegetation. And the same vegetation that God declared is the same vegetation of fruit trees that is providing for you during your siege. And I would like to pair this with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says these fruit or er, These fruit trees are not also to provide for you now, but they're also to provide for your future. Stop cutting down the trees that are providing for your future. If you are going through this long siege, I ask that you look around and find the fruit trees God is providing for you. These may be people put in your life. It may be this church, but don't get discouraged during your siege. Excuse me. I want to encourage you, whether New Year's resolution or a siege that you've been fighting your entire life. See, I too have been at a siege my entire life with my parents' divorce. Maybe one day I'll get over it, but I don't know. But what I can tell you is that I am blessed with all of the fruit trees that God has provided in my life. And that's each and every one in this church and the family that God's put in my life due to this siege. Not only this, but uh, Moses also tells us in verse 20 that we are to cut down the non-bearing trees during the siege. In verse 20, it says, However, you may cut down trees that are not fruit-bearing and use them to build siege works until the city you are at war with falls. You know why? Because these trees are in your way. There are some people, places, things, and habits that we need to cut out of our lives. You see, we can have hope during our siege because whether the fruit-bearing or non-bearing, God has placed these trees in our lives. And even when we are to cut down the non-fruit-bearing trees, Moses tells us that we can still use them for siege works. The way we do that is by learning from these non-bearing trees that we need to get rid of in our life, and get off of our path. You see, he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he knows the plans he has for us. He knows exactly what trees he has put where in your life. So we can have hope to put on the new self that the Apostle Paul tells us. But I've got some more good news for you to give you some more hope. You see, the reason God can tell us he knows the plans he has for us is because he knows us. He knows more about us than we will ever know. Earlier in the book of Jeremiah, he tells the young prophet in in chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He's telling you this as well. Before he formed you on the third day of this world in Genesis... He knew the trees he needed to place in your life, the fruit and non-bearing trees. Before he formed you, he knew the siege that you would be going through right now. Before he formed you, he knew the plans he had for you now and in your future. Before he formed you, he knew you. He knew your potential. He knew you would or will conquer the siege. He knew you. So I'm going to contradict the apostle Paul for just a minute because I don't want you to be the new you. See, I think some people may have had this title mistaken, because it's not new, as in a new car or a new house. You see, when I was growing up, my mom would tell me, "Don't eat in my car because it's new." You know what we did about a month later? We were eating in the car, and that. The reason being is, now it's not new, it's old. So, I don't want us to be a new us. What the title of this sermon is, is actually the new you. The new you that God knew before he created this world. The new you that was known before all of creation. The future self you imagine and the potential that you are trying to reach God already knows it. It's right there in verse 5 when he says, I knew you. And let me tell you, this known you is better than the new you we could ever fathom with any of our New Year's resolutions. It doesn't take, and the good part also about this new you is it doesn't take a siege, it doesn't take a war, it doesn't take a lifetime, it doesn't take a New Year's resolution because getting to the known you just takes your belief in our Savior. Sorry, trying not to get emotional. Um, God's already done all of the work. He's already wrote the scripture, and that's why Paul tells us to easily put off the old self and put on the new self so easily in Ephesians, is because this new self is already known. This new self is a decision that we have to make. And once you believe in the known you, the known you that God had before this world, I promise you, you will be able to conquer any siege that you have in your life. And having the hope that you are a child of God, knowing that he has your life in his hands and he's already paved your path. Church, will you please stand with me? There's one more verse that I would like to read for you this morning. And we're about to have a song of invitation, and I want this verse to, to sink into to your hearts in, in figuring out this new you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? then I will simply tell them, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Church, I'm sharing this with you because if we are to keep chopping down the fruit-bearing trees in our life, and if we are to not put off the old self and put on the known self, we too will never get to the known us. We will stay at siege for the rest of our days until the Lord tells us he never knew us. If we don't make that decision to believe in the known you God has made you to be, we too will be told, I never knew you. I don't tell you this out of fear, but out of hope for your decision. Please don't stand there and never find out what the known you is like. Will you please bow your head and pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the very many blessings that you've given us, dear God. Just please let your message sink into the hearts of our congregation and our community. I pray that we reach out and seek out the known us that you have for us, the the us that you knew in the beginning of time. I pray that you let this known us conquer any siege that we have in our lives, dear God. I pray that you give us the strength, the wisdom, and the guidance, and the hope from your son coming amongst us in this Advent season to get to this known us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.